May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning to all of you. And uh, good morning to all of you watching online. Well, it happened last week. As I would be driving around, I watched it was getting closer to the big E on the gas gauge. And as I was preparing for how much gas would cost and how much it would cost to uh, fill up my gas guzzling truck, God would do something else and break me out of that mindset as I would pull up to the gas pump. The first thing I saw as I was arriving to the gate station was a really large truck, much bigger than mine, jacked up with those big tires. And uh, I thought, well, oh, that's nice. And then as I would come and park and then kind of be able to see, there was something, there was a conflict that had erupted. The driver of this very large truck was, was actually a very large person indeed. Think about Tony Baselli or Cam Robinson Big, offensive lineman for the Jags. And he had his finger with a much smaller gentleman, like literally putting it in his chest. And he was, and I, I didn't hear the words that they were speaking to one another, but I saw this very heated, and then the, the much smaller man just sitting there and taking it. And as I was parking and getting out and trying to figure out what I had just seen and, and come upon, um, the, uh, the really large fella, he, he left in a huff, got in his truck and did the whole peel out tires and went away very angrily which of course my curiosity took over and the man that I was sharing the pump with, we were on each side, it was the smaller gentleman and I said, what was he so upset about? And he would share this story with me that they were there and they had given each other from a little bit of a distance like the guy heads up, like how you doing? And then the, this smaller gentleman would actually share, I opened up with a joke because you could tell we were both fretting about how much we were about to spend on gas. And so this is the joke I shared with the larger gentleman. Well, in my hometown of Russia, uh, gas is a lot more expensive, but we're starting to get to that here. And he was trying to make a joke in a moment of solidarity um, with this gentleman. But for whatever reason, whatever the larger gentleman, whatever he was going through, when he heard where the smaller gentleman was from, Russia, he went off. And he started saying, what's your country's doing to Ukraine and this and that? And I mean, just letting him have it about that. And the, amazingly, the, the, gentleman, the smaller gentleman would say, I am from an orthodox faith. Uh, from, from that denomination in Christianity, and I think it was the only thing that helped me not just do this back to him. But he found himself actually apologizing, even while he was getting the, the finger wag at him and saying, I'm sorry, none of my family or my countrymen approve of what is going on right now, and please don't judge us for that. But that was the end, and I literally thought I was going to see a punch throne, but thankfully it ended in a separation, but it was heated. And as I would continue to talk to this smaller gentleman, it was only for a moment's time, but he turned and he, I, I mean, he would, he started apologizing to me 
about what's going on across the world. And I told them, you know, at that point I'd reveal I'm, I'm a priest and I'm, I'm not judging you for what's going on over there. And at least that brought some, you know, he, he was able to lift up his head. But he shared, I can't tell you how many times I tell people where I am from and how, how many people have confronted him like that. What a story in a moment that we shared. This, this moment of great opposition which I came upon and then was able to hear from his side what he was going through. Well, as we just heard in our gospel, it is stories of opposition that we are speaking about this morning that Father Joe just read in Luke 13. As we join Jesus, he and the disciples are now on the road to Jerusalem. For, the, for what would appear to be the final time. They have been to Galilee and Jerusalem and back and forth a little bit, but now is the time that Jesus is on the road to take up his cross. And as they are heading that way, this is where the opposition will come. As they are outside of Jerusalem in the small area and region that they're in, it would be the Pharisees that come to Jesus and say, why are you staying here? The king, the tetrarch Herod of this region, wants to kill you. And you think about that, and we actually, from the text we have this morning, we don't know if Herod actually said that or not, or if there was another plan afoot by the Pharisees just to get Jesus out of that region and to get to Jerusalem, where, where we know that he will take up his cross and what will happen, where that, load, that road will lead. But this is the opposition that comes to Jesus. And how did he respond? Did he say, well, boys, we've had a threat, a, threat, a threat on our life. Should we pack up our bags and go home? No. He, first, he was very calm. And he had a peace about him. And then with heavy sarcasm, he actually said, well, tell that fox Herod that I must be about the business of why I have come. For this day and the day and the day after that, I will continue to heal. I will continue to cast out demons. And on that third and final day, it, I will be made well and able to accomplish my business. Meaning, it was a hinting at what was coming as he would face his cross and ultimately the resurrection that would come behind it going through that. But he's telling them he would be about his business. He would stay the course until that time would come when he would die. And he was foreshadowing that in this moment of opposition that he was uh, confronted with by these Pharisees. And a third and final way he confronts in the response to this opposition is he shows the heart of God. We hear him say in, in quote that a prophet cannot die outside of Jerusalem. But oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I longed to gather you underneath me like a hen on top of the baby chicks. And when I consider that, I've got a real, that imagery, there was a story that my grandfather, who was a rancher and a farmer, told, and which just made me think of the heart of God and what the passage is getting at. In West Texas, there are these, the thunderstorms are very different than they are here. As we've just had, it seemed like we had days and days and days of rain that just didn't stop. 
Out there, the storms don't typically last more than 30 minutes, and they are very violent, and the rain falls very quickly. And there's a lot of lightning strikes that can be very dangerous at that point in time. Well, one of those, as the story goes, my grandfather told, one of those uh, big ferocious thunderstorms would come up, and we had on our farm a chicken coop. Lightning came down and hit the normal ground, and sparks flew. And this chicken coop was made out of old, dried wood and went up like that. That nothing could be done. They just have to let it, the, the chaos ensue and let it burn out before they could see what happened. The next day, as the story goes, my grandfather would go out just to survey the damage of that, the fire. And he would come upon what looked to be a dead hen a chicken uh, that was huddled really close to the ground as well as had some burn marks on the outside of the feathers. And his first thought he would always share is what an unintelligent animal. Do you have no kind of uh, instinct in you that would say fire, run away? And so he, that's what he's thinking about. But as he would come up upon the, this, he would tap that chicken with his boot. And sure enough, it was alive, and it would stand up, and all of a sudden, out from under it, four baby chicks would run out. You see what had, that protection, the mother was protecting her children. Just like the gospel passage tells us today, that's the kind of protection that God gives his people when we face opposition. And this is how Jesus models for us the Christian way when we face opposition. So that would be my question for you this morning. What type of opposition may you find yourselves going through? I'm sure for a lot of us, the earlier alarm clock going off on daylight savings time was probably enough where some opposition, oh, I don't want to get out of bed today. It was that way for me at 5 o'clock this morning. Or when you were leaving out the door, when old bitter man Winter met you, and you know, you're like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I don't want to leave today, but, but here you all are. Thank you for coming. Or on a more serious note, what about a conflict like I saw last week? Where either whatever it is that triggers you when you had no intention of going there, but when you find yourself in that finger wagging, really giving someone, I'm going to tell you off and this is why. And instead of doing it out of love, you find yourself doing it out of anger and possibly looking down upon that poor person. Or if you're in the, on the other side of it, receiving that verbal attack coming your way, and how do you respond? Just return it back to them or in a moment of keeping your calm? Perhaps you have lost employment and maybe you're still looking for new employment or working a menial job right now just until another opportunity can, can come. Perhaps you have had sudden and tra tragic loss of a loved one, and you don't know where to turn in a very rocky and in a season of turmoil and sadness. Or perhaps the journey looks inward. After all, we are on this pilgrimage that we call Lent, heading towards Holy Week and Easter. 
And as we think about that, that term, how we bear our own cross, perhaps there is sin that has newly been revealed in your heart, or maybe it's something that you have carried for a long time that you hear God calling to you and saying, give it to me. Lay it at my cross so you may realize the freedom and that the identity that Christians are able to walk in. Whatever opposition, whether it be something deep that is in your heart or something externally, God has shown us the way. Jesus has shown us, but by the cross that he bore, that we can bear our cross in the ways that were pointed out, we can remain calm and have peace in the way the world throws opposition at us. We can stay the course. Even if we have wandered, God is always calling us back home into relationship with him. And finally, remember that protection that God, when he says the, the imagery of that hen over the, over the chicks, that we can walk when life throws all its opposition at us, both internally as well as, as externally, we have the protection of God because of the cross that he bore and the resurrection that happened after it. And remember, as our gospel concluded today, blessed are they that come in the name of the Lord. Through all opposition, we as followers of Christ have the promise that it ends blessed. No matter the ups and downs and all the opposition we will go through. All honor, praise, and glory be to our Lord and Savior who modeled the way for us. Amen.